welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing the Netflix series Made, M-A-I-D, <laughs> today. <laughs> Not <laughs> MTV Made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll be a sad discussion, but it'll be it'll be good. And I know we're also extremely light on TV news, but let's get into it. Jordan, what do you have for us? Um, the only news I have this week, um, I just saw this today, that Selling Sunset is getting a spinoff on Netflix, huh? <laughs> and it's going to be set in Orange County and be called Selling the OC, and unfortunately, oh, no. the lead, apparently so far, <laughs> is going to be Jason Oppenheim, <laughs> which like... I don't know if he realizes he is not the reason we watch the show, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the guy's got to know because he only hires women. So, like, he knows. He knows. But still, very interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's like he wants to be, like, the next property brother or something. Mm-hmm. He's he the one that's dating Chriselle? Yeah, I think so, because I think that the other twin, like, left the group or something. Yeah, that's what I Remember thought. Remember that? Yes. I mm. mean, it's really been so long since the, the, any of this was, like, new news, because mm-hmm. it's been ages, but, yeah. Hmm. So, like, is he going to be in the Selling Sunset series still, too? I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. We'll I feel like he must see. be because, especially because he's dating Chriselle. Yeah. I, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like it'll probably still, like, maybe we'll still be the Oppenheim group. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe he'll be, like, making a new team. Yeah, very interesting. This article does say they're, like, it's still, oh, it's saying... To be determined whether anyone will, any uh, selling Sunset cast will make a little appearance. Hmm. They were like, probably Chriselle will. It's like, duh. <laughs> it's just so funny to have like a spinoff for a city that's like 30 minutes away. <laughs> I know. Well, it's actually funny because as I was reading that, I was like trying, I was like, selling Sunset, is that like in Florida? No, it's literally not. So it would have no. been interesting if they went to another state. Yeah, like but, um, no. Mary is her name Mary or yeah, there's one named Mary when she because she like was gonna move to Miami and was like maybe gonna open up an office. Oh yeah, like that would be more interesting because it would be like a different state, at least totally, and like a like someone else getting propo- uh, promotion. Yeah, but we're always giving out ideas for free. I know. They never take them. And it's funny that they're announcing a spinoff. We haven't even gotten the new season yet, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, yeah, that's that. Um, my only piece of news is that they released the full trailer for season three of Pen15. I personally believe that it was one of the best trailers I feel like I've ever seen. It was very moving. It was so good. Yeah, I cried in the trailer and I'm just so excited I I mean 
who's to say what's the best season, but it seems like they're just like leveling up in a way that I didn't even know they had room to level up. Totally. But it is uh, dropping on December 3rd. Well, like a birthday present for me. Just for you. I lied. I actually do have one more piece of news, and it was that Netflix dropped a teaser, I guess, for Stranger Things season four. There's been so many teasers. I stopped bookmarking them because I'm always confused. I did too. And also specifically Stranger Things news is always really confusing to me. Like everyone was like, oh my gosh, tomorrow's Stranger Things day. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) And I saw something that was like, why isn't Stranger Things day on 11-11 for 11? But Veterans Day has uh, dibs, I guess. But like it was still (laughs) dumb. Maybe they could have done like November 1st, like 11. I I don't know. It's weird. But they dropped it a teaser and they said it will premiere. Season four will premiere summer 2022. So far away. <sighs> so far away. That's another reason why I was confused. It's like Stranger Things Day. Does that mean it's dropping? And it's like, no, it's just a promo. Like what? I'm I'm out of the loop, I guess. I don't know why they did that. I thought the teaser was fine. I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of burned by the later seasons of Stranger Things. Season one is like 10 out of 10 amazing. Well, I think it's also hard to keep the momentum going. And even if you loved the the later seasons, it's easy to forget when you push something out and drag it along like this. Totally. Apparently, they also dropped the titles of the nine episodes that are going to be in the season. Wow, don't care. So woohoo. <laughs> Just feels like a lot like major like hype and pomp and circumstance for nothing. Yeah, it's like they think they're Taylor Swift dropping their um dropping her like track list <laughs> to a new album. Like that's important. Yeah, like call me when you have features from Phoebe Bridgers on Red. Taylor's exactly. Version. Exactly. I should have opened up with Happy Red taylor's version week to all who celebrate oh yeah oh well i'm saying now it's a big week see yeah this is stranger things day (laughs) who is she (laughs) i'm only celebrating that last last friday really thursday last thursday at 10 p.m mountain standard time was the beginning (laughs) of red tv week which it's tv so it really does still apply to us yeah we talk about all things TV. <laughs> that really Welcome to Girl Meets Show, a Taylor Swift <laughs> podcast for those of us who would murder someone to be in a relationship with Taylor Swift <laughs> or even be like her servant. <laughs> yeah, even just like be in her circle somehow, some way. Just be in her zip code. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a very unhinged news, but. Wait, it's actually all related. It Red <gasps> Taylor's version is related to Stranger Things because Sadie Sink is <gasps> in the All Too Well short film. Oh my gosh, so I just got is, the chills. It is all full circle. We're not wow, random wow, at wow. all. Wow, that is a brilliant brilliant connection. Thank you. I was just looking at Stranger Things Twitter and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I forgot about that too. And who's to say there is rumor that Disney Plus Day is this Friday, I believe, on the 12th. 
rumor has it some Taylor Swift might drop something else on Disney Plus for hmm. Disney Plus Day. That's just the word on TikTok. I don't know if I believe it, but if it's true, I would like to mention it now. I'm overwhelmed thinking about that because if it's like, okay, let's say it's Evermore Long Pond Sessions. Ugh, and then we have be. that. We have All Too Well 10-minute short film. We have all these new vault tracks. We have the OG uh, re-recorded Red album. That's too much for me to take in. <laughs> I can't handle an Evermore Long Pond Sessions. But I don't know. I A lot of people have been guessing about Evermore Long Pond Sessions for like a year now. Or whenever. Like since the day Evermore dropped. So I feel like... <laughs> Hold your horses. There's other things that I need to focus on. Yeah, we have a lot, a lot of work cut out for us this week. Yeah, we're going to be busy. So for this week's top three, we felt like made is too sad and too good to be ruined by us trying to make up some sort of top three scenario. So we're going to let that be its own conversation. But we've both been kind of watching a lot of extracurricular television, so we thought it would be fun to discuss what we've been watching outside of what we've what we are currently discussing on this podcast. So, mm-hmm. Jordan, what have you been watching? First of all, I know I talked about this show a little while ago, but I got all the way caught up, and I it's the other two that's streaming on HBO Max. And I would say that my review of it was that it was definitely funny, definitely a good show to put on, but I almost wanted more out of it. Okay. It was like, it's definitely in the vein of like kind of a broad city type comedy. So if you are in the mood for something like that, I definitely think you should try it out. But I, I don't know. It didn't, it hasn't, it didn't do enough for me to really uh, get into my heart as much as like broad city has. But there's still a lot of really, really funny cameos and really, really funny moments. But I think I just didn't love... I didn't fall in love with the characters as much. Okay. Good to know. Remind me, did a new season already drop or are they dropping a new season? They dropped a new season, um, like I think this summer. Season two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. I know that we had like talked about it in news, but I couldn't place timing yeah and like season one is focusing on um the two older siblings of um this like sudden youtube star kind of Mm -hmm. having like a justin bieber moment and then season two is it is funny because now their mom molly shannon is becoming famous on her own and so it's kind of following her now celebrity path which is really funny because like it's molly shannon so like it's it's a really really good premise i think i just i I think my expectations were a little high because i've heard so much about it and yeah people it's like this is the best show you're not watching you know but i just got to be honest you got to do what you got to do and that's what we appreciate is honesty thank you my number three i feel like it's cheating a little bit um but i mean it's not really it's just the week-to-week shows that I've been watching and keeping up with, which we've already discussed a little bit, but Succession and Insecure, <laughs> still on that weekly grind every Sunday. I will say watching Succession week-to-week 
is very interesting and it like I watch the episodes and like a very I get very different things from the episodes and I feel like a lot of times it feels like not a lot is happening but mm-hmm. it is when I think about it in like the grand scheme of the season yeah well well when it's a show with that's so like like the reason it's good is the amazing dialogue the amazing mm-hmm. scripts mm-hmm. and so like especially like um two like episode two of this new season where it's like the siblings talking for almost the whole episode and so it's like technically it's like it's basically a long conversation but it was still like the implications of that conversation are what's moving action around so it's so it's just such an interesting show like it is kind of like is this episode that really eventful but like it is Mm -hmm. it's it's just yeah you're right it's just so interesting and I feel like I've been able to pay way closer attention to the dialogue because of that. Yes. Which I love. But I'm already sad because I realized that next week we have one more episode till we're halfway. Which that, is already so depressing. The passage of time. <laughs> when is Do you know when the finale is? December 12th. A perfect way to get into the holiday season to spend with family (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i just snorted (laughs) that's really funny they should market it like that yeah they really should if it were on a different network they probably would they'd have like some announcer that's like look who's home for the holidays (laughs) or some cheesy stuff (laughs) yeah so this is kind of a two for two for one because insecure is also on that um weekly grind and Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying watching that week to week and yeah it's just like the perfect Sunday night activity <laughs> well it really is it it um I think I said this on Twitter last night because it, it really is like Sunday nights are so brutal sometimes and you're just like ugh, like I have to wake up early tomorrow but it's really fun to look forward to new episodes of our shows and it's really fun because like the Twitter verse that is watching these shows too. It's so funny. It's like great to see the different takes on what happened and people's opinions. And it's just really interesting and fun. Yeah. It's a whole experience. I love it. My second extracurricular show. Um, it's actually, I'm also watching this week to week because Netflix is dropping the new episodes of the great British bake off every Friday and um this is just like every season is is good like it's just there's I've never seen a bad season of this show but this one is really good and now they're down to like the top five Mm -hmm. and even the judges were like wow this is like a really good top five like we have no idea who's gonna win and it's just really entertaining and finally there is a baker contestant who is really hot literally every time there's a hot guy he's always gay <laughs> and he's there's finally have a hot straight guy <laughs> that you know there's just a sliver of a chance that we can all watch a little more hopefully all this usually this the like you, the straight men they usually have on great british bake-off are just like they're not remotely cute at all but it's just a really fun group they're all besties like they always are and I feel like the challenge sometimes in recent years they've had really weird tasks to do and weird um, desserts to make but this I feel like this one they're kind of more 
on the more grounded and it's just been extremely enjoyable especially when I needed to break up episodes of made and I was like oh I'll just put on some bake-off because (laughs) that is really just really gets you kind of in like a relaxed state of mind almost immediately at least for me so yeah that's my plug that's my plug for the latest season and I forget that Netflix actually has shows that drop episodes week by week it's confusing it's it's a little weird and that makes sense as far as I've seen I always I keep seeing people tweeting about Great British Bake Off sporadically and now it makes sense in my head because I I haven't ever watched it that Mm -hmm. it's happening when the episodes are dropping and that's why it keeps popping up and is not like everyone watching it all at once so yes thank you for the insight you are very welcome I sometimes I uh, I like to let them build up and then kind of binge like two or three at a time but this season's been so good that I'm like "Mm, I can't wait I'm just gonna watch the newest episode love it must see tv um my number two is dune on hbo max i feel like uh i feel like this is also kind of cheating but because i watched it in the <laughs> well, and theater I've, and i've been watching your number three and your number two <laughs> which is allowed that's allowed <laughs> well yeah i have i mean this is literally the max amount of tv that I, this is what i've literally been watching and nothing more so you're getting to know me very well I really enjoyed Dune and I wanted to give it a shout out to anyone who like was not sure if they would be into it because they're not usually into like sci-fi type of shows um, because that is me and I really enjoyed it and thought it was really pretty and really well done and um, although I did see it in theaters I would watch it again and I'm glad I have the option to do so on HBO Max. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, for me too, especially since I saw it after it felt like everyone in the world had already seen it, I was like, is this going to be overhyped? But actually, no. It really lived up to all the hype, and it was fascinating and really great. Didn't feel like it was, I was in the theater for like three hours. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Highly recommend. Um, My number one, and um, not a new show, it's a rewatch. I've rewatched Friday Night Lights several times over the years and it's fall and I never watch actual football but I will I'm gonna watch my foot my my football team the Dylan Panthers (laughs) um and um wow does it just does not age it doesn't it holds up amazingly and it's been a long time since I've watched it so it still feels pretty fresh and it's still an emotional roller coaster and it's just like I just feel like that is another thing that is so worth all the hype that it gets it's so amazing it's just like coming home and it really is under like a warm blanket it really it's like it is it's really comforting but it's also like there's still it's so stressful but so it's like it's not over the top like too like it's not cheesy and it's not too sweet it's Mm -hmm. like you have to work for the payoff you know yeah and it's just so freaking good love it you've inspired me and now maybe that'll be one of my next extracurriculars too i think i think it would feel good i prescribe that to all my patients (laughs) listening (laughs) 
<laughs> Dr. Jordan. <laughs> uh, um, okay, my number one extracurricular that I've been watching is Love Life on HBO Max. I had been wanting to watch this for a long time, and I had a friend text me and Jordan and asked if we had watched it, and neither of us had, and I was like looking for something to do when I had after I had finished made and randomly started it and I really enjoyed it I have only watched season one and I know that season two is like dropping week by week so I'll probably wait for that to like finish before watching it but it was a really easy quick binge and I will say there's some really bad wigs in the first two episodes but just (laughs) get past that it's gonna be okay and I think it's still worth it and I was glad I watched it. We love a bad wig every now and again. It's funny. Yeah, I highly recommend watching Love Life. Lessons were learned. It was fun. It was fast. There we go. Yeah, I need to watch that. Sometimes it's also nice to have a show that's literally like just about relationships, like Sex in the City kind of thing. Yeah. It's and nice. al- it's always like a good um, background show, too. I... Jordan mm-hmm. caught me red-handed. I broke out Animal Crossing again for the first time in like a year and some months. And it was like the perfect <laughs> show to play Animal Crossing to. I was so happy to see you pop up on You Have a Friend Online. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's been, I'm like that Titanic meme. It's been 84 years. Uh, I loved mm. it. It was amazing. I have been obsessed with the new The new updates, in case you are on the fence about diving in. (laughs) Anyway, we're just talking. This episode is truly starting with, like, things that we care about. (laughs) TV, AC. (laughs) Any any sort of acronym that can be in two letters, we talk about it. Exactly. Here's the real meat of the episode. (laughs) Uh, made on Netflix. Jordan, do you want to give a brief synopsis? Yes. It's starring Margaret Qualley. And here is, I think IMDb sums it up perfectly. After fleeing an abusive relationship, a young mother finds a job cleaning houses as she fights to provide for her child and build them a better future. Beautifully said, IMDb and Jordan. (laughs) I'll start by saying that this show is incredibly sad and that's saying a lot even for me as a person who weirdly loves sad depressing things and it's like what can I find that makes me feel and this show did it it made me feel it made me Mm -hmm. cry I think it was I think I texted you I can't remember if I was in the middle of the second episode or the first episode and I think I literally said like this is the most stressful show I've ever seen in my life (laughs) And I I responded to Jordan and was like, I'm glad you started it because <laughs> I was worried because I know that Jordan sometimes will wait and binge things like all in like Saturday, Sunday. And I w- was worried for her own like sanity if she were to like watch all of the episodes in two days, because I think this is a mm-hmm. show that is definitely good to space out at least a- among like five days minimum, just so that you can have some time to breathe because it really is so extremely sad yeah it's just one of it's something um we something that taylor and i talked about is that i'm glad that we had this assignment to watch it for the podcast because it was so good 
but it's like Taylor's saying this is kind of her cup of tea or or very much her cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) it's really not my cup of tea at all like if I started the first one and I was just watching it like for fun I would probably be like I can't do this I can't finish this it's way too sad and like it's just overwhelming how it's it's one of those stories where literally everything goes wrong Mm -hmm. every single time which I think is something something I was thinking about because there's like there's definitely a lot of highs and lows throughout the season um like something really really great will happen and then something will kind of like trigger it to all fall apart and um it trains you to really feel that emotion where you're you're guarded about being happy and relieved because you're like what's around the corner and like that's something that I think we all can relate to in real life but it was fascinating watching it and feeling it about like a tv show because I really felt like this was giving I was having like a very real emotional reaction to this show yeah same like I know I personally know someone who like had to stop watching it because it was too sad um but I will I will be the person to say that the show doesn't end on like a depressing sad note so like no not at all and if you're worried that it will it doesn't yeah, I oh well, that's the thing. I think that it it kind of taught me a lesson where it's like I totally would have wanted to stop, I think. Especially where it, where where it starts you out in the show. She's at like a very very low point and so it's really hard and uh, hard to watch. But I think it was totally worth it. So it's kind of like, okay, maybe I should not give up on shows just because they're making me feel too much because that means they're do- they're good. Yeah, the payoff was so good. And even though it was like still it's still plenty of bittersweet things in in the way the show wraps up, but I felt like very happy and loved it. Like one of my notes, I took very few notes watching the show cuz I was just so wrapped up in it and just like couldn't look away and it was so like the performances were amazing, but one of my notes is um my soul hurts. <laughs> I'll have, when we get into more spoilers, I'll have to tell you exactly when I wrote that because it was just like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I can't wait. Ugh. I will say starting this show, Margaret Qualley kind of had everything against her as far <laughs> as mine and Jordan's perceptions of her go because she is dating our one true love, Jack Antonoff. But... I think I speak for both of us when I say she won both of us over. I think she did a really, really, really good job. Yeah, I have forgiven her. It's still hard, but I was extreme. And I, I've seen her in other things where she was great. Um, That was pre-Jack. But even like this, I was like, this, she's amazing. And that also leads me to like, I literally think across the board, the entire cast was amazing. Um, some of the people, the cast members, I think the two most important cast members you need to know are Nick Robinson, who definitely for me, I know him best as the lead in Love, Simon, where he's like so sweet, so adorable and cute. And in this, like I was blown away at how good he was at playing. He's like her deadbeat boyfriend, father of her child. And 
wow, was he good. He was so good. And I kept thinking he like had, he, (laughs) this, I completely made this up in my head, but it was like, he kind of felt like he had to play the complete opposite of his love Simon character as Mm. like, um, his repentance for playing a gay character as a heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) There was lots of drama about that for love Simon. And so I felt like it was like his way of trying to repent and he did a great job i like that theory a lot (laughs) um yeah he's really heterosexual in this (laughs) um also as you're saying that remember who did the soundtrack for love simon oh my gosh jack antonoff freaking everything's full circle that is that's weird that's that is very weird and that (sighs) actually reminds me of something we haven't even talked about yet i don't want to go off of how great the cast is but we have to talk about how S.D. Heim oh, yes. was one of the composers on this show. and The music... Oh, it was so good. Um, the music was amazing. The song choices, when it wasn't a musical score and it was songs, I mean, cop have, a lot of these are going to be in my Spotify wrapped <laughs> already, you know? <laughs> so it's like, the music was so good. And it really... The music also, like... So this is set in Washington, um, I feel like the music really, there's a lot of beautiful shots of Washington and like forests and like um, the coast and it's really beautiful and I feel like the music kind of like reflected that and it just all like, uh, I mean, it's so buzz kind of buzzword to say like the vibes, but like really like the vibes were good the even in this heart wrenching show. Oh, the only the one other person that I really need to call out is Andy McDowell, who is Margaret Qualley's real mom, plays her mom in this show. And like I know her growing up, like we would watch Groundhog Day at my house all the time. Like my dad is obsessed with that movie and my dad loved this show. I wonder if it's because he like <laughs> Andy McDowell, his stan over here. Um but like so i've only i've really only seen her in like rom-coms and she was amazing as margaret qualley's mom who is a very intense character to play and like all of her scenes i feel like i was blown away and all of these characters felt like very very real complex people and I just, I was just so impressed with this cast. I like, I really want awards, especially for Margaret and Andy. Yeah, I completely agree. I want to add to the cast discussion, but it's a little spoilery. So I'm making an executive decision that we are now talking spoilers. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, something that someone mentioned to me and now that I'm saying it out loud I cannot remember who it was so if it was you and you're listening you know the credit goes to you (laughs) um (laughs) but they I was talking about this show with them and they pointed out that a lot of the uh characters who were uh like wealthy or like in positions to help um Alex the main character um, we're like all people of color, which I thought was really interesting. And like, was that on purpose? I would think so, but it, I thought it was just like an interesting 
observation that I thought was cool. Yeah, I like that. Well, and it's like those characters all also came from very different places. Like you have obviously Regina, mm-hmm. aka Princess Tiana. Yes. Um, who was also a really interesting character who also like I literally think everyone deserves at least a nomination for something. Mm-hmm. She was so good and was so scary at the beginning and then <laughs> she just becomes so amazing at the end. Like mm-hmm. it was but never really seemed like she was still always that same initial character too, you know? Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. It was just like her going through something in her like personal life that was happening like off screen. Mm-hmm. But then you can tell just with how she is treating Alex where she's at with her own life which I loved totally but yeah that's so true because then you also have the woman who runs the domestic violence shelter and even like I didn't see him as like a person of power but he was is Nate yes which I'm glad we're, we get to talk about Nate gotta talk about Nate um first of all I was so happy to be able to tell Taylor, Taylor, he is from Degrassi. <laughs> it's um, Raymond, a black who played his, he plays the character Sav, who I think he literally like dates Nina Dobrev's character on Degrassi, but he uh, was so hot and also a really interesting character and also thought he was really good at acting too. And his character was so intriguing because it's another time when I felt like I was feeling Alex's emotions where it's like, can I actually trust that this guy is being so, so nice? And it's, it was sad because like kind of in the end, it kind of, it like was conditional because like he, he was like romantically interested in Alex but I also felt like it it was not so complex. Like he wasn't secretly a jerk. I think mm-hmm. that he was he was also hurt that like Sean, her ex, still played such a big part in her life, you know, too. So it's like I didn't I didn't totally write him off as like, oh, he's just another dirtbag because I could also kind of I could see where his emotions were, but it was really, really painful that like he couldn't really stick around as her friend. Yeah, I I feel like his character and uh storyline was very necessary as like a light at the end of the tunnel type of situation where it was just like okay, she does have this like one stable positive influence that like is helping her and like you're just like wanting it to work out so badly and I think that we needed mm-hmm. that in the first uh few episodes. But yeah, I felt like he was like too perfect that I honestly was really happy when I saw when they're like having their conversation and he's like, I can't have you living here if if you're going to still be mm-hmm. seeing your ex-boyfriend because it like yeah. it made him more human because like there's literally no way that a person could. I mean, maybe there is, but to me, it doesn't feel like that is humanly possible to like have feelings for someone and still keep like consistently having them like do that and just like taking advantage of you I don't know how you wouldn't think that totally it's not and I mean she said it too and it was so accurate that it's like before the Sean stuff happened when he he's like 
I know like I like you and I know you like me and like she did like him Mm -hmm. but she's like we're not equal like it's not at all an equal situation because it's like she didn't say this I don't think but it's like what was she really providing Mm -hmm. you know like it just didn't like timing is legitimately important Mm and stuff like this and you do need to have that like a balance at all so it was it was it was like really it was still painful but it in a way it was kind of a relief totally and I really I learned a lot from what like seeing Alex accept his like acts of kindness Mm -hmm. because I'm not good at that personally so like I thought that that was an important thing is like like her accepting help because there were people that she would not accept it from and so yes I was glad that she accepted it from him well and even like because that was the thing I liked how complex they made that relationship with him because you he's right and like she knew it too like she wasn't even fighting him on it when he's like you can't stay here Mm -hmm. like that's a fair thing for him to say but he's like but I want you to keep that car Mm -hmm. like that I don't know I just it it validated that like he really meant to do all those kind things for her but like he he's also allowed to set those boundaries and it was just it was just really really layered and it did kind of show like there are still like genuinely kind people Mm -hmm. out there but there are limits to their kindness yeah yeah so it was really interesting and I'm glad they didn't just make him be a jerk you know like that honestly that would have been easier for the show to to do I wish we could have seen what would have happened what happened between the him and Sean when Sean returned the car Oh, oh my gosh seriously that part just about gave me hives oh do you want to do you want to know the part that where I said my soul hurts yes please it was after the birthday party when she loses that apartment because of freaking Sean and all those idiot friends Mm -hmm. I was so sad I was just like this is uh like I felt like I was watching a rock bottom moment of myself or something like watching this show because it was so it was so devastating Mm mm-hmm Cause it was like, you finally felt like we're on the up and up, we're going Mm -hmm. and then yeah, it had to just get worse. Uh Uh-huh. And something that's devastating about those things that keep happening is that that apartment had opened up doors for the preschool, which had opened up doors for this and this and and like consistent work and all this stuff. And so you know that when the one thing gets taken away, it's not just the apartment, it's all these other dominoes that are now falling because of this one thing yep so yeah that was absolutely devastating (laughs) my last thought on this show was that um I thought the relationship with her father was really really interesting and also Mm. I just barely realized that it's Charlie Swan from Twilight aka Bella's dad I I didn't know that a long time he was good he was great all these it's just like every single character is so they just did such a good job because it again it was a relief when she's staying at his house and like his wife is so open and inviting to her and maddie and like all this stuff but everything has a cost to it Mm -hmm. 
and like but it's also it's like but you i also was happy that he was a good influence on sean even Mm -hmm. though like oh man it's just like that that's what that's that's these are like human beings this is like a really well written well written characters throughout this show yeah i i watching the show i was like i truly believe that like her dad is changed and like a better person than he was when he was raising her and Mm -hmm. so it only it just made me sad because i wished that they could have had like a repaired their relationship before she moved Mm -hmm. there were so many similarities between the relationship to her father and the relationship to her um baby's father (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um she was still willing to like have sean be a part of her child's life because she knew that sean was a good person if he could get his act together and so it made me kind of sad that she didn't recognize that like maybe her dad also could still be a good person and change it just kind of made me think a lot about like do people actually change and like Mm -hmm. is it possible and I mean I hope that in the future we probably won't see it but I hope that they can repair their relationship yeah I agree especially because it's just it's just so hard to when it's like she sees in her own life it's it's maybe she's more protective because the the violence happened to her mom like the abuse Mm -hmm. and so it's easier to forgive someone who's done this to her instead of someone who's done it to someone she loves that's a great perspective that's really heartbreaking too because i believe him i think when he said like he can't even remember because he was always drunk Mm -hmm. but it's just it's almost like she she it was easier to draw a line with him than it was with Sean or something. Like there's mm-hmm. just there's just so many layers. But it's it is it's also heartbreaking because he was being such a good mentor to Sean like when he's like you need to come to meeting. Like you have to come to this meeting tonight, you know? And it's like Sean does need to go to that meeting, but also Alex lost her job. Like it's just it was it was just so relatable. I know that there's just people that go through those decisions all the time. It's like they're two like it, necessary things I need to do, but would I have to choose one? Like it was just there's just so many layers to this show. Oh, it was it was really good. I am glad we watched it. Me too. My last um like kind of final summary of how I feel about it is that like, I think it's getting good reviews, but I, I just, I think that it's a show that people should pay attention to. I think it was just, like, extremely well done, extremely well acted, and covers a lot of really important themes. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the cast is so interesting because I don't really think there's, like, a single, like, Margaret Qualley's kind of an up-and-comer it girl, you know? But she's the lead of the show and it's like there's not really any single person in it that's like extremely, extremely buzzy and famous. And I think people are I just hope people aren't overlooking it. I really think people should watch it. I agree. And I'm sure many people will after listening to us. I we're going to change the course of this (laughs) show. They're going to be like, wow, that girl Jordan really wants Andy McDowell to be nominated for awards for Maid. Let's do it. All right, well, who's your crush of the week? I I had a very strong reaction to Nate in this show. <laughs> it was like 
he was it was just like he was this knight in shining armor and he was so like one of the hottest people i've ever seen <laughs> like when they would make fun of him i was like are you looking at the same person like he's <laughs> really hot and the degrassi ties i'm just proud of him and his character was so interesting and very very big crush on him this week yeah i completely agree and i was gonna choose him but i'll choose someone else so that we can have two hotties (laughs) but yeah it was funny how they kept calling him like nerdy i'm like what no just because he has like a good job i was like because he has a vest yeah are in i did like the tech vest uh reference i thought that was really funny it was funny they're just threatened people just hate what threatens them yeah I guess so. But uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Sean didn't see him with his shirt off, but we did. So lucky us. We know. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Kingsley Benadir. He is in Love Life. And also we know him from our favorite show, The OA and High Fidelity. <laughs> and he is just so, so hot. And so cute. He is hot. Also, well, you know what I've been thinking about, too, is One Night in Miami. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a sad show. We highly recommend. But (laughs) some other fun shows sprinkled in between that we also recommend and (laughs) hotties. So what else could you want? Just another week at Girl Meets Show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening. Happy Red Week catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.